Sorry, just looking, make sure everything's working. Welcome to Gospel Pursuits broadcast. I know it seems like um, we are so professional on this end. Never know if it's working out. Of course, it's always working. It's just um, now that I've uh, stopped broadcasting as much as I have been doing because of time and, and all that kind. Good morning, Pastor Joel. Um, I forgot to do bits and pieces because I just do. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm still drinking my coffee. Late night last night. Um, not as late as some. But I couldn't sleep last night very well. I was excited. Uh, life is good. So, um, good morning, David Brewer. Welcome on watching on the World Glorious Network TV broadcast. Um, thank you so much for Pastor Martin for continuing to accommodate us um, on his end in Kenya, sending it out. Good morning to Pastor Meshach. Um, welcome. This is a broadcast that uh, broadcast now only on a Wednesday and a Friday. Just to give you, keep, I'm going to keep giving that announcement out. I'll have to update my website to make that clear. But um, we're doing a Wednesday and a Friday. Wednesday, just relaxing. We're not we're not rushing. Uh, got other things to do. But to be honest, with my cars in the ammo t- is in the shop today, so I can't go and do anything else anyway. So you you gotta put up with me uh, for longer, possibly. Who knows? Let's see how it goes. Um, and then, of course, on Friday, we're still doing Feel Good Friday, uh, praying for healing, praying for miracles uh, for people that uh, may be tuning in. Um, so we're going to keep doing that, keep teaching on healing and health, because that is one of the foundational kind of things that I kind of brought up on um, how to walk in divine health. Divine health is an interesting concept to me because a lot of people want to pray for healing. A lot of people want to um, go for a miracle but they don't want to make a stand to stay healed, stay well. So in other words, um, you know, we don't just let a cold come on us. We don't we don't allow that. We, we reject symptoms immediately when they try and grab a hold of us. Because if you can reject a cold, you can reject bigger things. If you can reject bigger things, you can reject even bigger things. And it's all practice. And obviously, it's part of who we are as Christians to walk this life out, the just shall live by faith. It's our faith walk that we always do. So any resistance to us living in an environment of sickness and disease or an environment of poverty, any kind kind of pressure to go that way, we should really immediately rise up and stand up against it. Because if we don't, if we allow ourselves to just um, accept um, what's, what's going on, um, in our lives and, and all of that, we can just literally be walked over by the enemy. Uh, we forget that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's 100% of him. There's not a little bit of him that will back off and let you just get on with a, a Christian life. There's not a little bit of him that just wants to say, oh, okay, well, you know what, he's doing, he's helping the poor, so we'll leave him alone today. No, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. From even somebody who he has stolen, killed, and destroyed before, he still wants more. He's continually after that. Now, if we glorify the devil, we, we could quite easily look around us and say that he's winning, he's, you know, there's more of them than us, etc., 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 but we don't live like that because our lifestyle is based on a faith in God that's far greater and far more glorious than anything that the devil can throw at us. We've got to remember our position. Um, t- talking to Christians and hearing stories of what Christians go through, um, they, you know, there's some Christians who just don't understand 
where they're meant to be sitting, where their authority comes from, where their things. So they, they, we, we start to look at and we start to analyze things with our mind. Oh, I must have done something or my great, great granddad did something and sinned and therefore the rest of the family is cursed. Um, well, hang on. Let's let's back up and, and look at whose family we're of. Where, you know, Galatians makes it very clear the family that we are connected to and hooked up to is Abraham's family. He is the father of us all. And if you are Abraham's, you know, if you are, let's, let's just look, I always quote this wrong, so I'm going to go to it. But if you look in Galatians, it said, if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So when you are understand that you are hooked up and in a family of faith, that's that's another good scripture verse. Pastor Joel just reminded me of one. I'm not going to quote it in case I'm quoting the wrong one. And it's it, this is this actually came to me this this scripture verse quite a lot this year uh, this last few months we've we've been talking about it and thing is hearken unto me Isaiah 51 verse one. Hearken to me, you that follow after righteousness. Do you follow after righteousness? Are you connected to righteousness? Is that who you are? Are you in Christ Jesus? You know, if you're in Christ Jesus, you are being made right, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus in Galatians. I'm sorry, not Galatians, uh, Corinthians. Hearken unto me, you that follow after righteousness, you that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock where you are cut from, to the hole of the pit where you are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bear you. For I call him alone, and I called him alone, and I blessed him, and I increased him. I love this scripture verse, because what comes out of me, for me, is that he called Abraham. So when we're part of um, Christ's, part of Christ's family, we're actually part of Abraham's family. So therefore, we've been separated. And if you listen to this, he's called him. He separated Abraham from where he was living. He took him away from an idol-worshipping, creative kind of environment that just created idols. His dad was an idol carver, they say. And he pulled him out of that situation, called him out. Have we not been called out of the kingdom of darkness and in, translated into the kingdom of light? So when we think about these things and we think about our family lineage, our family lineage in the natural might cry out and say, well, you know, my dad was this or my mom was this or my granddad was this. And therefore, that's who I am and that's what I have to be. Or, or you know, you just you can ex go to the extremes on all of that. My my uh, my race was was brought up into this environment or my whatever was this and this and this. And this is why we are like the way we are. Well, hang on. God's called you out. God's called you to and connected you to a family that is based on righteousness, based on joy, love, uh, peace, patience. So Abraham was called out, and then what happened next? God blessed him. And also the Bible says what? God, you cannot curse something that God has blessed. So if Abraham was blessed and we're part of his family and he's part of our lineage, what we have operating in our life is the blessing of God. The blessing of God is what is on our backs. Jesus said, what? My burden is light. My yoke is easy. Because what we're carrying is his favor, his blessing, his life. And when we carry that on our lives, Abraham, what happened next to Abraham in the scripture verse? It says God called him, blessed him, and then he increased him. Within one chapter of God bringing Abraham out, you know, Abraham was called, said as he ha was made very rich. Let's look at it. 
Genesis. See if I've underlined it. In Genesis chapter 13, verse 2, a chapter after God had called him and called him the blessing, called him blessed. So if you go, let's go back to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now, the Lord said unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from your kindred and from your father's house and unto the land that I will show you. And I'll make of you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Abraham was called a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. See, this is what this is what you've got to remember. This is where your family lineage comes from. This is why you cannot sit there and say, well, God, the devil's been cursing me. This has been doing this to me. And that's all that kind of stuff's coming up from the outside and trying to tear me down. Well, God says this, I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curses thee. You cannot be cursed because their curses that, that attack you bounce back and hit them because God is protecting you. Hallelujah. And in thee, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Well, are you in him? You're, if you be Christ, you have Abraham's seed. Hallelujah. We are in the blessing of Abraham. That's exciting stuff. That's, that's life-changing stuff. And Abraham went out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had in Lot was with him into the south. And Abraham was very rich in cattle. That's real cattle, not spiritual cattle. That's silver that's, that's real silver, not spiritual silver. And in gold, that's like solid gold, not spiritual gold. Abraham quickly became a place where the blessing of God operated in his life. Quickly. It wasn't a slow work. I don't know where we get this mentality that the promises of God take 25, 35 years to come into our place. All the promises of God in your life are yes and amen. Is there timing? Is there, is there levels in God? Is there um, promotion in God? Yes. And different things. But the blessing of God. See, Abraham didn't see the promise of his son for years to come. Because that had to be dealt with. That had to be worked in. the situations and circumstances. Getting the word in him. Getting, getting him to change his thinking. All that kind of stuff. And that took a process of time. And the right time came. And I, but you know what? God didn't stop blessing him. God didn't stop looking after him. Because he made him a promise. See, God may give you a dream and a promise that isn't ready yet. There's things that God's spoken to me very recently that I don't think is, is, is the right time for me to step into tomorrow. But the reality of it is God's blessing me and growing me financially, looking after my family, growing my relationships, doing everything that it takes to actually get to me an opportunity to grow, in, increase, and operate in his blessing. The call, the promotion, the, the next steps, all those things will be revealed to me while God is simultaneously working through me to bless me and so that I can be a blessing to others. You see, we take steps of obedience. Each step that we take leads to the next step of obedience. And if you continue to obey Him, hearken unto the voice of the Lord. What does it say in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1? I love, this is like one of my favorite scriptures at the moment because it just, it just kind of just hits you in the gut. Because so many people just want to just just walk away and, and, and just they just don't want to just do what God says. And they wonder why they're not blessed. And what it says here very clearly, it says here, And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken, 
diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and do all of his commandments, which I command thee today, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee. Galatians 3.13 says we are redeemed from the curse of the law, so that the blessing of Abraham, it's the same blessing. Do you think God's got a different blessing for Abraham than he does for Israel, than he does for us? No, of course not. God's not like God, like like a, a pack of cards and say, pick one. Oh, well, you've got that card, so that's what you get today. And oh, you, you. No, there is, it's the blessing. It's the same blessing that Abraham, I'm sorry, um, Adam and Eve received. It's the same blessing that Noah received. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. Be blessed to be a blessing. The same blessing that Jesus was endued with from on high, um, power. He was revealed to this earth in, 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 uh, with an operational and functional use of God's and Abraham's blessing on this earth. And he demonstrated it as a sinless man. He demonstrated it where, where it was able to flow freely from him. And if people would receive from Jesus, if people would receive from Jesus, they would connect to the blessing. And that's what, what did Jesus say to the woman who was bound over? This woman of Abraham should be blessed. Why should she wait? She's waited for years. Nobody ever has come up to her and just said, you daughter of Abraham, be thou loosed. Any one of the rabbis could have done that. Jesus was, was, a, was a, a taught man of the word of God. He understood the word of God and he applied it. But the rabbis could have done that. They all had the same blessing that he had. They all had the same ability. Now, okay, you could argue, well, he wasn't, they weren't, they didn't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit like Jesus had, you know, when, when he went down in the water and then he was filled with the Spirit and all that kind of stuff. But he wasn't operating in some special divine power and function. He was operating with the fullness of God, the revelation of the Word of God, wasn't he? He was a son of man. He came to demonstrate the Abrahamic covenant in its fullness when a sinless person operated in the Abrahamic covenant. You see, and what we have to do in the new birth is to lean in on what Jesus did on the cross and from his resurrection, we lean in on that and function and flow through that and we can operate as sinless people on this earth because of the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has set us free. We, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all sins. He wipes us clean. We, we can lean into righteousness. The, 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 the reason this message is called walk strong is because when we walk strongly forward, when we take each step forward, we are leaning into his ability, his favor, and his opportunities for us to live a life full of faith, full of strength, full of victory. Our success is determined by how we lean in on the Holy Spirit. I think we've got to learn. I mean, there's been, uh, uh, for years, for the last few years, it, it's been constantly, the you know, five steps to a better life or five steps to a better marriage or successful uh, business tips and all that. That's what the church has been preaching. And, 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 and I'm not saying that that's functionally wrong. There are principles that you can learn from business. There are principles you can learn from people like um, Tony Robbins and, and all these other gurus that talk about you. There are things that you can learn from that stuff. But as we walk into an area of life and an area of the time scale of this, of this um, earth, darkness is getting darker. And principles and steps without us able to lean into something greater 
if we can't lean into something greater, something more powerful, we are going to struggle. Because I don't care when the darkness comes. When the darkness comes. Sorry, I'm just trying to find the scripture verse. I can see it in my mind. When the darkness comes, the light needs to shine brighter, and the light will not come from principles of practical and limited man's thinking. It says this in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not. I love the scripture verses before that and in uh, chapter 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even by the spirit of the Lord. See, we have something on the inside of us that is bubbling up. You want to walk strong in these last days? You want to walk powerfully in these last days? You want to walk in, in, in a realm that you are, as, as, as Paul says it in, in Timothy, counted faithful, put into ministry because you were faithful? You want to be faithful? Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, see, we have a ministry, the ministration of the Spirit the glorious ministration. That's the ministry we have who made us able ministers of the New Testament of the Spirit for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. We minister life. This is all in chapter 3 of Second Corinthians. Our sufficiency is of God, he says in verse 5. How shall we not be ministers of the Spirit? Rather, be how 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 the ministration of the Spirit would be rather glorious than the letter of the law. So we're talking about the glory of God being ministered because life comes forth from the ministry of the gospel. So walking strong in life is accepting the ministry that we're walking in, being counted faithful. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we faint not. We have a ministry that is based on the glory of God and the freedom of God, so we faint not. We don't turn to the left or to the right because we have something on the inside of us working, bubbling up. We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, not walking nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth. Hallelujah. Walking strong. The manifestation of the truth. Commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of man, in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them lost. Now if you skip down to verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we having this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. You see, principles of walking strong must come from a place of leaning to the inside. Leaning to the inside. I've been reading Timothy, and this is where I've been trying to get to today. That the end of chapter first, sorry, first Timothy chapter one, 
Verse 5. Verse 4. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith, so do. Now the end of the commandment of the law is charity or love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned, genuine faith. And he says in this verse 12, For he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who went, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and an injurious. I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly and unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with the faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 19, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. We are, if we are going to live a life that is strong, we're going to have to live a life that leans on a good, pure heart, good conscience, and genuine faith. That does not come from nice principles, nice six steps. It comes from having an understanding of the reality of the glory of God that lives on the inside of you. The glory of God, Christ in you, the absolute expectancy, the hope of the glory of God, Christ in you, the anointing. This is our. This is who we are a part of. We've been engrafted into the family. We are in Abraham's family and because we're Abraham, uh, Christ's seed and we're part of that new covenant relationship, we have an opening that the door has been opened before us to step into so that when we walk a life that is based on what's on the inside of us that comes up, we walk strong because we are leaning on strength we're not leaning on mental understanding of strength we are leaning on strength itself those who wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall walk and not be weary they shall run and they shall not faint there is a leaning in on him and uh, an ability to stand strong in him that makes you able to endure hardships and temptations The other scripture verse that flashed up today to me today. First John chapter two, verse fifteen. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the, lu- the remember the word lust. We've talked about this before. Lust is actually meaning pressure. It's not just sexual sin. We, we talk about that I lust after a woman or, or whatever. That person lusted after this person. I, I get that. But it's all it is is pressure. For the, all that is in the world, the pressure of the five physical senses, the pressure of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world passes away and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God abides forever. When you abide in the will of God, it's it's awesome. This is where it gets really exciting because you just flip over to chapter 5, verse 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, God hears our prayers, and whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. So suddenly, you walk in the will of God, and they, and you're in the family of God. You, you understand you've been cut from Abraham, the rock, the father who God called out. God blessed him. God increased him. 
you're part of that family instead of being a family part of the, the, the family that walks by the pressure of the flesh, the family that walks by the pressure of the eyes. You can see it all around us. Why, why do you think TV and television is so strong? Because it's drawing people into the, the pressures of their eyes. Pornography is so rampant even in the church because of the pressure and the, of the eyes. The eyes see something and it kind of wants to be gratified. The flesh, how, you know, if your five physical senses is under pressure to, to be gratified by buying the latest product, buying this, buying and And the world understands marketing so strongly and so well that it's able to hook us in and then the next steps will be sin and then the next steps will be this and that and, and we all understand these things but we got to understand that we are not called to walk into that we are called to walk into the doing the will of God and abiding forever if you abide forever in the will of God do you not think you'll be walking strong the will of God is simply the word of God doing the word of God practically, doing the word of God spiritually, praying in tongues, walking these things out, leaning on to the inward man. See, the inward witness or the leadership of the Holy Spirit, Many we are sons of God, so therefore we're led by the Spirit of God. When we lean into that, when we focus and listening to what's on the inside of us, we can actually get to a place where we never make wrong decisions. And if we do make the wrong decisions, we're quickly brought into line by the Spirit of God. And therefore, he picks us up and girds us. I think it's a scripture verse in Jude. I love this scripture. It's a little tiny one. Let me just see if I can find it. Now, in verse, verse 24 in Jude. Now, unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. And of course, the scriptures before that, it, it sets that up. He is able to keep you and I from falling. Do you not think, does that not sent? does not, do you not hear walk strong in that? And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Hallelujah. Verse 20, but you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? We're leaning onto the plan, like Pastor Joel's mentioned in the comments, sustained in his plan. How do we remain sustained in his plan? Well, we focus on the planner. If you want to stick to an architectural design, you focus on that plan, don't you? You trust the planner. You trust that that building is going to be built correctly to spec and that it's going to look glorious and it's going to be wonderful when it's finished because you trust the plan. And if you have a, a, a build, a, a people who are building their own house often have a good relationship with the architect and the planner because they want to, they want, and then you get the people in the project management and all these kind of stuff, they will come in and they will make sure that building is correct. And so when you actually move into that house, you are sat satisfied with the completion God wants to be in a house that he's satisfied with he wants to see you complete in fullness of the stature he wants you to be strong he wants you to be sustained he wants you to be able to 
run faster than ever before, not because you are in fear of something trying to catch you, but running faster and hooking up with the plan of his life, staying in the correct lane, staying in a place where you will make sure that you cross the finish line and finish what God's called you to do and then have the assignment hooked up on the inside of you so clear, so so fresh. I was talking to Pastor Joel this last night, and we were just discussing what we felt was going to come to play, come to pass next year, whether it's in just in the ministry that we're involved with, or whether it's more more globally. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it unfolds. But the word that I've gotten for next year for myself is the word release. Is the the function of the Holy Ghost on the inside of us working to get the body of Christ to a place of freedom to release the callings of God in a new and a fresh way. Revelation of revealed ministry gifts, revealed people, people are able to connect with it. This is part of walking strong and having a knowledge and a knowing on the inside of you of what you are personally called to do. How you fit in and plug in. I love when Pastor Joel's on the uh, on the comment section because he does my my uh, my uh, scripture verses for me before I can say them. Not that I knew what he was going to say, but he actually does the sermon before I can just do the sermon based on his comments. It's great. So sorry, you World Glorious Network TV won't see that. But anyways, Philippians 1 verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work on it in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. That is a fantastic, amazing, brilliant scripture verse to sit there and go, God, I am confident of one thing, of this very thing. I am confident that what you're doing in me will be fulfilled. I am confident what you have started in me that I can run with, that I can work with. See, too many Christians are, are flabbergasted. They are faffing around. They are double-minded in every, and that means they're going to be unstable in every way. They're never going to receive the things of God because they are not confident of this thing, that what God's doing, he knows what he's doing. In order to walk strong stand up you need to know who's on the inside of you you need to know who you are on the inside of you you need to know that the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus has made you able to step into to be able to step into the throne room of grace and when you're in that throne room when you're in that place of glory when you're in that place of of amazing stuff happening you can then be strong in your convictions, again, as Pastor Joel said. You can stand strong. You see, we're coming into a time, we're coming into a place where Christianity will be challenged like never before. It's setting the scene for the Antichrist to be able to step up in the tribulation and do the miracles and everyone go, wow, he must be the savior that we were, we were promised. He must be the guy that we need to follow. And it will be false. It will be deception. But the church, you see, will rise up in glory and in a glorious position and a place to stand strong because of us getting it in the inside of us that God's doing something and he's doing a good job at what he's doing. And be strong in who you are means that you can be strong in what you believe and you can act 
out what the Father God is speaking to you like Jesus did. Jesus spent the time, saw him, got the Father do it, and then acted it out. He didn't move based on what he saw. He was moved with compassion. Compassion revealed to him the will of the Father, then he moved to do what he needed to do based on what the Spirit of God was leading him to do through the word of compassion or through, through the heartbeat of the Father on the inside of him. You see, if we follow the devil and we follow the fires that he starts, we just become nothing more than fire fighters. But you know, we are fire burners. We are equipped to be ignited on the inside of us. The, the, the convictions on the inside of us based on the word of God moved with compassion, moved with life, moved with joy. You know, see, when you, you, you start to laugh a bit more, when you start to preach the gospel with joy. I love uh, a ministry called, by, you know, the minister Jesse DePlanted. He often makes people laugh, but then sneaks in beside him with the word of God and, and just cuts them. And opens them up. And in their laughter and their joy, they're being changed. People can handle the word of God when they're smiling. And there's joy in the house. Hallelujah. God's bringing, rising us up. We're stepping up. We're living a life of victory. We're walking strong. Because of something on the inside of us is working on us to produce something on the outside of us that brings great glory and manifestation of his presence on this earth so we can reap and see the souls, the harvest, the people we need to see. And I thank God for it. I thank God for a a running spirit that is entering into the church, a released spirit that's entering into the church, a revelation of freedom, of, of freedom, because there are still people, there were a couple came to the church that, that I'm involved with on a Sunday morning in Preston. They came up from Nottingham to hear the guest minister, and they were amazed at how free and how wonderful it was because of just how we were able to just, just there was no masks, there was just worship, the Spirit of God was moving. There was things, and they were amazed because where they've come from, they've been in an environment where churches are still under the fear and the lies of the enemy concerning certain things that are going on in this world. We walk strong with our shoulders up, chest out, shoulders back. We're ready. We're carrying the armor of God. I don't believe you can slouch in the armor of God. You wouldn't be able to carry it. No, we're strong. We are confident, confident that he is doing a good work. That though we might not feel like we fill out the armor of God, with the mus our muscles aren't strong enough to carry the armor of God. There is something on the inside of us that burns brightly, that says we will not give up. We will not quit. We will not retreat. We will continue to fight the, vo the enemy's voices that are come against us. We will continue to cast them down. We will continue to, to allow our minds to never become and allow the stronghold of his thoughts and his negativity and his lies to remain. We stand firm. The word of God is our source. The word of God is our final authority. And the word works mightily in you and I. 
and it grows. Remember, the rock from where you were cut from. Abraham, you're part of his family. Nothing else matters anymore. Your past is behind you. Paul says, I do one thing. One thing he knows, to forget what's behind. Forget it. Only bring up your past if it's, if it's uh, um, needed to demonstrate the power of God in your life. Because everything behind is gone. Only looking into the eye of faith. Using the eye of faith to look into what's coming in the spirit. The bubble beyond eternity, beyond time is eternity. And we live there. Our, our position is there raised up in heavenly places. Well, I think... I feel like I've gone on long enough today, but there were some things. Let me just look at my notes to remind us. Paul says in Timothy that he was counted faithful to be put into ministry. Walking strong is a good place to be, to be faithful. When you're faithful, strength is there. Fuel is there. And God will put you in the place where you need to be. Your love walk is the victory walk. I know that's a bit of a random statement because I haven't really talked much about love. But that is the leaning in on that compassionate heart. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the what? The Spirit of God. So it's the same thing. We're leaning into it. We have a pure heart. We have good conscience. And we operate in genuine faith. And that will continue to keep us strong. Hold on to your faith. Lest you are shipwrecked, says in that chapter in Timothy. The just walk and live by faith. And we will always say this, faith works by love. The consistency that we walk in every single day, the consistency that we develop, and the faithfulness to his word, the faithfulness to his call, the faithfulness to the assignment that he's given us, will continue to enable us to walk with strength and victory, and even a skip in our step. I, I love mucking around in church. I love jumping up and down and skipping up and down the aisles. I remember probably as a kid, I probably used to run up and down the aisles skipping because there's a joy and a bounce in my heart because being in his presence, being in his courts one day, being in his courts one day is better than a thousand elsewhere. That's the strength that we have. That's the person we lean on. The guy who created heaven and earth lives on the inside of me. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. The spirit within us lusts Lust for our, our, our devotion, lust for everything that we would have. And we give that to him. We sacrifice our lives daily so that we can walk in his perfection, walk in his joy. Joy is what? Strength. Strength to walk strong. I'm going to let you go. Thank you for watching. I appreciate all the comments, a lot of comments today. So I'll have to go through and go back and click like and all that kind of stuff on them. If I didn't respond to you, good morning, Ian. Thank you for watching. David, Lucy, Peterson, G. Rayman, um, all these guys commenting, Pastor Joel. Thank you so much. Share the broadcast. Um, I want to encourage people, walk strong in your daily life. 
We'll be back on Friday. This will go up on the podcast today um, on Spotify and iTunes. And of course, on Friday, we will be doing Feel Good Friday. And we'll, it will be a focus on divine health, healing, walking a life of strength physically will enable you to, to what I love about healing and health and the whole point of healing and health and walking strong physically is that your spirit man, when you have no pain in your body, you can be quiet in your body. It's a lot easier, isn't it? So you can listen more strongly. So when you're always dealing with pain and physical stuff, it takes away the ability to lean on. That's the, it's distraction. It's the whole point of it is to get you shifted and shaken and out of a, a walking strong mentality but you see when you're healed and strong and healthy so if you need healing in your body tune back in on friday same time 9 15 world glorious network tv my facebook channels uh channel uh youtube and all those kind of different things and of course it'll be up on the podcast later in the day have a great day the weather in southport always do a weather report i can't really see it's a bit cloudy a bit cool it's dropped in the UK. Uh, it's becoming a bit too cold for my liking. But I think Christmas is on the way. So hopefully have a great couple of days. See you on Friday, if not next week, Wednesday. And of course, get to church on Sunday morning, wherever you go. Gather, gather, gather so that you grow and then you can go. See you guys soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>